I'm Calista. And I'm Allison. And welcome back to I Don't Want to Talk About Politics, a podcast where we discuss the issues you don't want to talk about around the Thanksgiving dinner table. A very happy Pride Month, everybody. And by very happy Pride Month, we mean have fun wandering around this like rainbow-fied world, like everything for the next month, maybe even month and a half. It's a beautiful day here in Oregon. It's like 70 degrees. It might be a little colder than that, actually. It's sunny. I actually, after we're recording, I might take my blanket out and sit on the, I literally sit on the grass and read a book. Uh, it is, it's like almost 80 here and sunny and nice. So you should also, oh, it's 64, so it's a little chilly. You should also go out and read a book. Yeah, but I have to pick up my car and my grandma's car. Mm. I want to go to the beach tomorrow, but it's supposed to be 57 degrees there. Fur. Yeah, it's be cold. Is Seaside tour? So. Maybe you could come down and visit me. I was like, I work tomorrow, so don't we know how. We could count it as a tax write-off. We'll count it uh, as a write-off, saying it was for urgent business needs. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so I worked two days this weekend because we were really busy. And um, I don't know what's in Iwana right now, but like everyone's having like themed weddings and I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I have always been a advocate for themed weddings and because like a lot of people, okay, I feel like either people are having really small weddings where essentially it's like a, like a courthouse ceremony and then like a, like a picnic in the backyard, like a little reception. People are going like full and then doing people doing like these like full blown out like bachelor like all the or these people doing like these full blown out like five day bachelorette parties where they go to like Cabo and mm. like a three hundred dollar a night Airbnb and they have like matching outfits and there's like theme nights and then like the wedding itself is like huge and they change like Kim Kardashian style to like four different dresses. Yeah. People are doing, and like with that, there's some people who are doing these themed weddings. Now, I think both of these are pretty low key, especially this first one, but I've encountered two themed weddings already while I've been working. I'm working at the store. And first of all, the first one I really want to go to, it is a, I think I told you about this. It's a dodgeball themed wedding. No, I don't think you told me this. Oh my goodness. This lady has a dodgeball themed wedding. So the rehearsal dinner the night before, they're calling it the reaping and the, the reaping and the draft and they're breaking it into, they're breaking themselves into teams. And then they're having the ceremony the next day. And then the reception is a huge dodgeball tournament. That's awesome. Oh <laughs> so bad. I was like, everyone in the store when this lady came in with her giant bridal party was like, please, can we come? This sounds like so much fun. And she yeah. got, instead of a traditional wedding dress, she got a, um, a jumpsuit, like a romper. It was oh. so pretty. It was like, oh, it had like a beautiful, like off the shoulder look. It was so sophisticated and pretty. She looked very much women in business, but like uh -huh. women in business. So pretty. 
Yeah. So I didn't help with her. Otherwise, I totally wouldn't be like, hey, since I helped you find your wedding dress, you should give me an invite. Uh-huh. But I did help a lady today whose sister-in-law is getting married in December up in Leavenworth. In So Leavenworth in Oregon is, like, all very pretty and snowy, and they have, like, a pretty, like, ice castle area. Like, they have an ice village there. And she's doing a Beauty and the Beast-themed wedding. That's cool. It's really cool. And so she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, they wanted us all to wear like the co- like color, the different colors. And so she was like, I'm not sure. I'm like, okay, I'll help you. And we found her. We So there's this really pretty gold dress that had like a little bit of turquoise in uh-huh. the dress. And it was so pretty. But she was like, she was like, hmm, it looked, she looked really pretty in it. But the one that she decided on, because this one was a little bit warmer since it's going to be in the snow, like it's supposed to be uh-huh. snowing they're getting married in the ice village is this like long off the shoulder dark navy blue with sparkly like a little bit of glitter on it dress and it was so pretty and it was like it definitely matched like the coat that he wears and then uh-huh. afterwards we we're like looking around afterwards we we're like looking at shoes and stuff oh she was so sweet this this lady by the way so sweet um i loved working with her i worked with her for like 45 minutes and I was like, you are so nice and I love you so much. And I'm so sad to see you leave. Like, uh-huh. and she was like, and so then she has to come back and get the, al- the dress altered closer to the wedding because it's too long. And uh-huh. she's like, will you be working with me during alterations? I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I cannot sew. So I cannot, <laughs> like alterations is a different department. And she's like, oh, I'm like, I know I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. And, um, she was so sweet, and then I was like, recommend, and she was like trying to find out where she could get like the actual like Beauty and the Beast, like the jacket that the Beast wears for her mm-hmm. um, husband to wear. And by the mm-hmm. way, anyone's looking for cute like Disney stuff that's not directly from Disney because this place is a little less less expensive. It's called Her Universe, and they do a lot of um, like they do they have like official like. D- official Disney brand, Marvel. I think they do some Pixar and some of like Studio Ghibli stuff. And they have a lot oh. of real stuff. And I have a couple sweatshirts from there and a t-shirt that when you, I don't know if you've seen it, my, my Wendy the Pooh t-shirt. That's yeah. where I grab. They have a whole bunch of really cute stuff there. So if anyone's like looking for cute Disney stuff or like gifts and stuff, her universe. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. That was my week. And like, now I'm wondering, like, okay, I, if you were to, like, now I want like a themed wedding because it sounds like so much fun. Yeah. To commit it. And my wedding, my wedding idea kind of has a theme a little bit, but like Callista, let's say you had, let's say money's not an issue. You mm-hmm. marry the richest man in the world. Who's what? That's, um, that's a Mark Zuckerberg right now or I Jeff Bezos. I don't know who's the richest. Okay, whoever you're, imagine, picture yourself marrying your dream man, and he happens to be number one on the billionaires list. Okay. So someone who is not Jeff Bezos but has the money of Jeff Bezos. Uh huh. What is your what is what is your themed wedding? Um, like rent out a f- fancy books like a fancy library like bookstore and just have my wedding in a bookstore no literally i want to do that so bad yeah because there's like some really pretty libraries and like bookstores like not here but 
I'm like, it would be so cool. I can't remember who it is. Um, she wrote the TV show Girls. What's her name? I don't know. Lena Dunham. That's what it is. Lena mm. Dunham. Raging liberal. I'm sure you've heard of her. She's yes. insane. But she had her wedding in a bookstore. Like mm -hmm. in a library. And it was very... Her dress was ugly. But the rest of it was very <laughs> pretty. Um, no, I totally would uh, do that. See, now I have so many ideas. See, I, I, I tell you to do this, and then I, like, email you, like, six hours later with, like, a fully stocked Pinterest board. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would do. I always thought it would be fun. I always, I, I, you know what, I would get married in Italy on the gondolas. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Or I would go to, like... Ice, I would go to like Iceland and I'd have a, like a Viking style wedding. That would be fun too. <laughs> Just like full commitment. Yeah. Why were you, you were hiking in jeans yesterday? I was hiking in jeans yesterday. Is this a normal thing? Do people normally hike in jeans? Because I don't feel like it is. My mom and I do it all the time. I'm gonna make a poll. That's the poll for this episode. Hiking jeans. <laughs> because I don't believe that people do it. I, I like to spend about 99% of my life not in jeans. I um, spend about 99% of my life in jeans. I know. Like, you woke up this morning, knew you were only leaving the house for, like, two things, and still put on jeans. Yep. That's insane. I, yeah, I wear jeans all the time. That's, I, mm -mm, no, mm -mm, no, <laughs> I, mm -mm, I'm shutting that down right there. There's been times I've slept in jeans by accident. Actually, one of the times I just was like so tired that I literally could not walk to my closet to get pajamas. So I just fell asleep in my jeans. I, my body doesn't even let me sleep in jeans. Well, I was like walking across campus because it was one of the times we had studied super late. And by the time I got there, I was so tired, I just laid down. No, 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 no. If I, if we are studying late and I'm wearing my jeans, like those are the, the most, I'll, I'll be on the elevator taking my pants off. I'm so ready to get out of jeans. <laughs> I, I wear jeans all the time. I can't sleep in jeans and I can't sleep in dresses. I've done that too by accident. I also can't sleep in footy pajamas. Like when I was younger and had footy pajamas, I never was able to fall asleep in them. I, I can't sleep with my feet covered, so I can't sleep with socks or anything. Mm -hmm. I used to not be able to sleep without being under my blankets. Like I can't sleep on uh -huh. top of my blankets. Um, but I've started waking up. I've started sleeping without any blankets, just laying, like, bare on my bed. Uh -huh. That's crazy. I mean, like, clothed, but just laying on top of my blankets. And she, I don't... She means bare as in no sheets on her mattress. <laughs> Not wrong. I guess that's fair since I, I brought up you hiking in jeans. Yeah? You said... Then, 
You sent that message to me on my way to work. I recoiled, turned off my phone, and was in despair for my six-hour shift. <laughs> you know, I just put my jeans on. I put on shorts later that day to go to have dinner with my grandparents. Oh, we got a little barbecue. Made me jealous. I love barbecues. Yeah, we had some delicious hamburgers. I I love barbecues. I, mm-hmm. in, I I have graduation parties to go through this entire like next two weeks, like everyone uh-huh. else plan it, and I'm excited. Yeah. Most of I love like open house food. Mm-hmm. Those little crock pot meatballs, so good. Yes. The little chips and guac action. I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe a hot dog, a bratwurst. I love bratwurst. I'm so excited. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough rambling. By the way, <laughs> uh, Calista, have you listened to last week's episode? No. Yeah. Uh, to anyone who listened to last week's episode before I, I fixed the editing mistake, I would like to apologize. Um, you know, I sent Calista a clip of, I was editing, re-editing. Uh-huh. And I sent Calista a couple different clips of me just, like, dying laughing at some of the things that she said. And most of them I cut. Then one section, sometimes when I have things that I just can't be in the episode, but I want to save for blackmail or something, I I won't delete it, but I will label it and then I will I'll label it and then like put it in like my downloads and I just have to always I remember, I have to remember and go back and do that and ninety nine percent of the time I do uh-huh. uh, I didn't and so you know that clip where just randomly absolutely no context you just go what <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving to Albany yesterday. My boyfriend wanted to listen to the episode, so we're listening to the episode, and that came up. I almost crashed into <laughs> the, I almost like swerved into the next lane because I really thought I'd cut that. So I am adjusting the episode now, but I just wanted to make a formal apology. Because it's no context, it's not even addressed, and we move on. <laughs> I don't know what you were saying what to either. I don't know. Because like even when I sent it to you, it it still had no context. Yeah. I really yeah. don't know what it I said. I did I did keep the part in where you just wander off screen into okay. the light. Because I thought that was funny. It's a long episode. So thanks to anyone who like listened all the way through it because it's like it's a heaping hour and fifty-three minute episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. First up is Lindsey Graham. I just wanted to start off by saying that if someone told me that Lindsey Graham was like this like blonde, like 5'7", little 110 pound country music star that sang something like there's no such thing as a country girl, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Also, I feel like that's such a good name for a country song that I feel like I need to like start my career in country music just so I can write that song. Okay. Just want to let you know that. Even okay. though I don't listen to you or like country music. I was like, you hate country music, but go for it. Anyways, Lindsey Graham, who is the senator for South Carolina, 
um, has been issued an arrest warrant from Russia regarding comments he made about Ukraine. On Friday, he had a meeting with the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. Zelensky. In footage from the video, Graham said that the Russians are dying and described the U.S. military assistance to the country as the best money we've ever spent. In response, Russia's investigative committee has opened a criminal inquiry and the Interior Ministry has issued a warrant for his arrest. Graham, on, the, on his Twitter, said that I will continue to stand with and for Ukraine's freedom until every Russian shoulder is expelled from Ukrainian territory. I'm sorry, I have like a weird list for this week. <laughs> I will wear the arrest warrant issued by Putin's corrupt and immoral government as a badge of honor. Finally, here's an offer to my Russian friends who want to arrest and try calling try me for calling out the Putin regimen as being war criminals. I will submit to the jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court if you do. Come and make your best case. See you in the hog. I don't hey. know. I don't know what the hog is. I feel like it's something I should know. I don't know either. Is it some kind of like North Carolina? It's the Netherlands. What? Uh, sorry. <laughs> that really Why is the hog so famous? It's where countries gathered in peace conferences and international courts to foster peace through justice rather than through war and conflict. Ah, uh, got it. The hog is known as the International City of Peace and Justice. Why the Netherlands? Because they're neutral. Okay. And I'm pretty sure historically they've been neutral. I mean, like so, it's, like Switzerland and stuff has so. I thought that was interesting. I really don't think there's anything that can come about of this because Russia just can't like arrest a senator. I mean, maybe they can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they can. I don't think they can, but will it hold them? That's what will they like not for? do it? Well, he can't just like walk into the White House and pick up a senator. Like, I don't think, I don't think Putin's getting on a flight to come to South Carolina and say, "Linz, let's go." Yeah, there's been yet another shooting. I'm definitely on the side of it is not the guns' fault. So many people are like, "The guns are the reason," and it's like, can the gunfire itself? It can, but that rarely happens. If, like, somebody's cleaning it and it misfires. But it is the person behind it. And until we get our drug crisis solved and our mental health issues under control, there will be no change. It is sad to say this, but it is true. I've always been on the side of we need to stop discussing gun control when we a big shooting is in the news. This goes for all political parties because both sides of the aisle do it. They'll be like, and we need to control guns now or we need less gun control. And it's like, well, you only are saying that because there's a shooting in the news. What about when there's not a big shooting in the news? Why aren't we making decisions then? I don't know. 
So on Memorial Day, there was a shooting in Hollywood, Florida, which I thought Hollywood was in California, but apparently there's Hollywood, Florida. Nine people were injured, including four children. The shooting was a result of a fight between two groups of men. One of these men pulled out a gun and began firing shots. The people who were injured were not targeted. They were just caught in the crossfire. So the guy was trying to shoot well, whoever he was mad at, but the bullets hit other people. They have one suspect in custody and are seeking out another. The Hollywood police chief said he will leave no stone unturned. So everything's still under investigation. But as far as I know, everyone is in stable condition in the hospital or out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was everything on that. So on Sunday, President Joe Biden, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, came to a deal regarding a 99-page Congress bill about the nation's spending bet budget limit. And so this deal has been in the works for a while, and they are going to be voting on it. But for now, let's talk about what's going on in the deal, and then we'll talk about the voting right now. So this okay, one moment. I'm waiting for this article to load. So I'm using APnews.com because they did a good job of breaking down everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually part of the bill. So there is a two-year debt limit suspension and spending limits. So it would keep non-defense spending roughly flat in a 2024 fiscal year and increase it by 1% in January of 2025. And it would suspend the debt limit until January 2025. For the next fiscal year, the bill matches Biden's proposed defense budget of $886 billion and allows $700 and $704 billion for non-defense spending. So the bill also requires Congress to approve 12 annual spending bills and or face a snapback to spending limits from the previous year, which would mean a 1% cut. Mm-hmm. So basically the legislation aims to limit federal budget growth to 1% for the next six years, but it would not be enforceable until 2025. So in overall, it's saying that the White House would estimate that the plan would reduce the government spending by at least $1 trillion, which... Wow. How much do we spend? That sounds like a lot. Um, Too much. The next one up is veterans care. Um, care. So the agreement would fully fund medical care for veterans at the levels included in Joe Biden's proposed 2024 budget blueprint, which includes a fund dedicated to veterans who have been exposed to toxic substances or environmental hazards. So it's kind of interesting that we talked about this this last episode, and then it uh-huh. we're seeing it in real time. So he wanted $20.3 billion for the toxic exposure budget in exposure fund in his budget. One moment, the article is still lowing. Why are you being mean? So next is unspent 
COVID money. Um, so it would resend about $30 billion in unspent coronavirus relief money that Congress approved through previous bills. Um, it claws back unobligated money from dozens of federal programs that received aid during the pandemic, including rental assistance, small business loads, and broadband for rural areas. The legislation protects um, pandemic funding for veterans' medical care, housing assistance, the Indian Health Service, and some $5 billion for a program focused on rapidly developing the next generation of COVID-19 vaccines and treatments. The next generation. Mm -hmm. So this, this next one is actually on the list of things that Ramaswamy is going to take down. IRS funding. So this bill bites into some IRS money and is resending about $1.4 billion from the IRS. The White House said that the deal also includes an agreement to take $20 billion from the IRS over the next two years and use that money for other non-defense programs. Hmm. Uh, so Ramaswamy will be happy, but I don't think he'll be truly satisfied until he's eradicated like any form of bureaucratic anything that we have. So let's yeah. just put in chat. I am sorry. It's my like, I like the corner of my screen, and I like looked over, and you were very violently putting on Vaseline. Yeah, because my lips were super chapped, and then I also like tried to give myself a fat lip on the vacuum cleaner. So, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> Why did you hit yourself in the face with a vacuum cleaner? No, they're not. Well, why? I didn't mean to. It was dark because the girls were in bed and I had just finished homework and the vacuum cleaner was in my closet and I went to put my pajamas on and I bent down and nailed my face on the vacuum cleaner. Haven't you done that before in your dorm room with like your 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 chair? It was my chair. <laughs> yeah. That one hurt too. And and I'm the clumsy one. Oh, I am a klutz. Okay. Work, work agreements. <laughs> so the agreement would expand work requirements for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, which is um, food stamps, formerly known as food stamps, which is a longtime Republican priority, but the changes, the charges are pared down from the House passed debt ceiling bill. The work requirement already exists for most able-bodied adults between 18 and 49. The bill would phase in higher age limits, bringing the maximum age to 54 by 2025, but the provision expires, bringing the maximum age back down to 49 five years later in 2030. Why? Why? The, why? I feel like our life expectancy will only get longer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Democrats also won new expanded benefits for veterans, homeless people, and young people aging out of the foster care that would require would also expire in 2030, according to the agreement. Why? What is going on in 2030 that we're just cutting all these people off? A little concerning. Okay. What the, do they have planned? Well, is the world ending? <laughs> yeah. So what are they planning? <laughs> The agreement would also make it slightly harder for states to waive work requirements for SNAP for work uh, for certain individuals. Current law allows states to issue some exemptions to the work rules on a discretionary basis, but the limits how many people can be exempted. The 
agreement would lower the number of exemptions that a state can issue and curb state's ability to carry over the number of exemptions they hand out from month to month. The agreement would also make changes to the temporary assistance to needy family programs, which would give which gives cash aid to family with children. While not going as far as the House bill had proposed, the deal would make adjustments to a credit that allows states to require fewer recipients to work updating and readjusting their credit to make it harder for states to avoid. Hmm. So would that okay basically what that's doing is it's making for it's making it harder for people who are unemployed who are just unemployed for the sake of being unemployed to get food stamps mm-hmm. and the state is giving less money to those people hmm. which is a good thing yeah and it sounds like the people who actually need it the money it's giving more chance for the people who actually need it who can't work is going to go towards them so like going towards veterans and going towards young people aging out of foster care that's good yeah okay speeding up energy projects um the deal puts in place changes in the national environment policy act for the first time in nearly four decades that would designate a single lead agency to develop and schedule environmental reviews in hopes of streamlining the process it also simplifies some of the requirements for environmental reviews, including placing length limitations on environmental assessments and impact statements. Agencies will be given one year to complete environmental reviews and pro- projects that are deemed to have complex impacts on the environment will need to be reviewed within two years. The bill also gives special treatment to the Mountain Valley Pipeline by proving all its outstanding permit requests. Isn't that the one that? Biden wanted to shut down. Mm, no, I think that was a different one. Hmm. But I don't know. And the last one is student loans. Republicans have sought to reel back Biden's administration's efforts to spread student loan relief and aid to millions of borrowers during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, while the GOP proposal to rescind the White House's plan to waive 10,000 to 20,000 in debt for nearly all borrowers failed to make it to the package, Biden agreed to put an end to the pause on student loan repayment. The pause on student loan repayments would end in the final days of August. The fate of Biden's broader student loan relief, meanwhile, will be decided at the Supreme Court, which is do- dominated um, 6 to 3 by the conservative wing. During oral arguments in the case, several of the justices expressed ex- expressed deep skepticism about the legality of Biden's plan. A decision is expected to be before the end of June. That will be interesting. I'm excited to cover that. Anyways, that's what's in the bill. And then uh, they mentioned a couple things being left out regarding the clean, clean energy and medicaid recipients that were originally in it but i don't care okay so what is the next step for this for the first time i think ever cnn has actually been useful when it came Mm -hmm. to finding news because they put together this cute little chart to show the voting schedule for this. And it really helps me because I could not get like a set answer. Uh-huh. It's not a set answer, but it is helpful. Let me find this. CNN, you had a great article. Give me my graph. 
back. Give me my graph. Okay. So today, as in Tuesday, May 30th, when we're recording this, um, they said that the House sets the terms for the vote. The House Rules Committee will set the terms and timing for the House vote on the debt ceiling deal. And if all three hardline members of the community of the committee vote against the bill, it would die unless Democrats also vote to advance it. Mm-hmm. So then Wednesday through Friday is the House vote. So if all goes well, the House could vote on the bill as soon as Wednesday, but it will be it should have been voted by Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, so in Thursday in that gap, Thursday through Saturday is the Senate vote. So Thursday, so if the House votes on Wednesday, the earliest we're gonna get a Senate vote is Thursday. And 60 senators need to vote yes to avoid a filibuster. And then Friday through Sunday, so obviously we're going by the earliest time starting Friday, Biden signs the vote into law and the bill passes. If the bill passes in the Senate, President Joe Biden will need to sign it into law before the default deadline. And so I believe the default deadline is is Monday, June 5th is the first day that Yellen estimates the U.S. would not have enough funds to pay its bills without a deal. So this needs to be decided on by next week. Yeah. Yeah. So the people who are so good at taking their time on doing anything really need to get their booties in the gear. They really do. Anywho, that I, I honestly, there's not a lot of things I disagree with on that bill. It seems like a good bill. Like McCarthy, mm, McCarthy gets a lot of hate for the Republicans because he, I feel like a lot of people think he's a little wishy-washy, but I think that he did a good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts? Okay. What are my thoughts? Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely... It's better than some of the ones that have been in the past. I mean, they didn't they didn't link abortion to it, so yes, and it's better. There's, <laughs> there's no abortion uh, budget. Are you? I there's some way they could sneak that in because they're really good at like this bill on the environment now has abortion. You're like, what? How did that happen? Why are we funding abortion all of a sudden? I talked to my dad about this yesterday. And for one, he was like very, he was very shocked that I was not pro DeSantis. I was like, I don't know, I'm just like not his biggest fan. And he's like, what? You'd rather have Trump? I'm like, no, I like Nikki Haley. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't, I don't didn't come here to be judged. I came here to eat dinner. And two, um, but we were talking, I was like, why are all, I was like, I'm just like sick of all these Republicans like running on abortion when it's no longer, he's like, well, it's like an issue to get people empowered. I'm like, you can't get people empowered when you're lying to them. Yeah. Like, I am not empowered because I do not feel that our, our, um, our legislators know what, know, like our actual, how our actual system works. Exactly. Anyways, that is all for my news. Calista, would you like to take up our last news story? I will. Okay, so Ken Paxton is Attorney General of Texas 
Anthony's been under some fire this week. He is being impeached by the House of Representatives. He has 20 articles of impeachment against him. Um, the reasoning behind this impeachment, you ask? Some of the 20 articles of impeachment include accusations of bribery, obstruction of justice, and abuse of public trust. These are just a few. I tried finding some others, but I didn't look too hard. I have so. no clue what he's guilty. Like, I have no clue why he did. I don't know either. Mm -hmm. The final vote was 121 voting to impeach him, 23 voting to not impeach him, and two voting present. So as of right now, he has been removed from his job until the Senate trial. Former President Trump is opposed to this impeachment. He had some things to say about it. Former President Trump and Ken Paxton are, let's just say, buddies. Good friends. So Trump stood up for him. Trump said he would fight Republicans who allowed him to be impeached. And then Trump posted on his, on Truth Social, free Ken Paxton, let them wait for the next election. Um, I for us to talk about this story because when I read that part, oh, uh, let them wait for the next election, I was like, hmm. A possible running mate for Trump? Yeah. I'm interested in seeing who's going to be Hugh's running mates. I am so interested. I I do think I do think that not to bring up my Queen Nikki Haley, but I do think that she's not going to get the Republican nomination, but I do have a feeling she'll be taken up as someone's running mate. Uh-huh. I think that she'd be a great running mate. I like her. She seems yeah. great. Fantastic smile. Looks great in red. <laughs> yeah, no, just definitely mm -hmm. think there's definitely mm -hmm. something going on there. I'm I'm still wondering if someone is going to. I wonder if I also think another possibility for Trump could possibly be Carrie Lake, but mm -hmm. I feel like she stated that she didn't wasn't necessarily didn't have eyes on the White House, but that was when yeah. she said she was going to be governor, and that's looking less and less and less and less and less like it's not and going to happen. So I, it would be interesting to see Carrie Lake. I think that she would do a great job. As yeah. Well. I would be more willing to vote. Okay. If, vote gets the if Trump gets the Republican nomination, I'll vote for him. Is yeah. he my vote for the Republican nomination? No. But if Carrie Lake is his running mate, that like that might I might <laughs> that, that might change my opinion just a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What about you? Um I don't know who I would vote for right now at this point. Yeah. Like I said, we're we're getting ready to head into like actual election season. Yeah. And so once we get a better idea of how people are conducting themselves and their campaigning so far. I'll, mm -hmm. well, maybe who has some of the best commercials. <laughs> All right. I, Allison, you're not allowed to vote, not allowed to vote off of any except commercials. 
I won. That's the only way I voted. That's why I didn't vote for Blake Masters. <laughs> well, also the fact that you can't vote for Blake Masters because, oh, well, you remember all those people in Turning Points who are like, I changed my zip code so I could vote in Arizona. Yeah. And I was like, why? It's like, I literally have plans of going back as of right now. So why would I go through the process of changing my like legal address just to vote? Mm -hmm. No. Um, Flake Masters videos were truly horrendous. Yeah, they his he, I never once saw an ad from him. I never saw a carry ad. I never saw uh whatever her name is, the current governor who I for some reason forgot the Katie name. Katie Hobbs. Of. Katie Hobbs. That's what it was. I was getting Catherine Heigl, who's in don't Grey's know where you got that from. Yeah, she's in Grey's Anatomy. Um. <laughs> uh, but I did get Mark Kelly's anti Blake Masters ads almost every single ad I got for about two months. Got in his um abortion ones. I haven't got his I never got his abortion ones, but I did get his um Mark Kelly has done more for the veterans community than anyone else on the planet or whatever that one was. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm about? Yeah. Um on to the main topic of the week, which I also forgot to write an introduction for, but I guess Happy Pride Month! Um, I will say that the original title for this episode was We Hate Pride Month, but we both did think that was a little bit offensive. Yeah. While we do oh, admit I some, like, unhinged and possibly offensive comments... I do think that in order for you to be able to be offended by us, you have to like commit to listening to the episode instead okay. of just idle. So I would like to say that let so we were like, maybe we should change it. And then we went, I looked up name generators for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And like our goal this week was kind of to kind of to you know pull back the curtain and really talk about it because I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough the toxic LGBTQ community and so we are titling this episode "Uncovering the Rainbow." Yes, we are. So, Calista, let's start off by asking you a question: Why do you hate Pride Month? I mean, they say we are pushing their religion or our religion on them, but what's with all the rainbows? Thank you. Why is it that missionaries who are called by their religion to go out and tell the world that it's like it's told us to go out and tell the world is to do this, and then they want us to you, and then they get mad because we don't want to use pronouns. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to wait, walk up to someone and be like, hi, my name's Allison, she, her. Exactly, because that's just, my name is Callista, and that's my name. <laughs> um, there's a girl on TikTok, I don't know what they are. There's a person on TikTok, and there's her clips been circulating for like the last two weeks because uh -huh. she was Someone came in today and they said that it looked, they asked what my pronouns are and said, 
they said, what are your pronouns? Because you look like a they, them. And I got really offended. I was like, why were you offended? You are literally pushing on us that we, you know, like, exactly. they, they pushed on you what you should be. Like, are you they, them? Yes. Then you should have They're be never pleased. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, how, and, and like all the stitches to it are like, how, why? Why are you offended? You literally got what you want. Oh, uh, exactly. They're just like, never please. They want, they're like, we need this. We want this. And then you do that. You like do it for them. And they're like, no, that's not what we wanted. Dylan Mulvaney coming out of straight. Did you see that? I did. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what does Dylan Mulvaney coming out of straight? What does that mean? Does he mean straight as in he likes girls or straight as in he likes guys? Yeah, so I found the like some of the barriers. So it's like, let us get married, bake our cake, because that happened where the baker goes in Colorado or something when it baked the cake and then use our pronoun. Mm -hmm. Now it's allow our minor to dance for us in drag or allow our minors to come see us uh, dance and drag. And then let teachers choose your your kids' genders because, like, that's a big push now. It's like these teachers are like, well, we can teach them if we want. It's like, mm. Mm. Um, There is a very famous teacher podcast especially on tiktok and they're in some lot hot water right now about what they said regarding um special needs kids and i do agree with the criticism they're getting over that but uh -huh. did make a really good comment one of them did really make a really good comment the one who's gay so there's i think there's three girls and a one guy and the guy is gay and he said in it that it was not his job to teach kids about sexuality, like like to teach the kid that they're gay. That's something exactly. that's taking care of in their house. And he says it's not his responsibility and it's gonna be something. And I was like, yes, ally. <laughs> I was like, I like yeah. you. I do think that like coming from someone who is part of that community, who got canceled by that community because they eat their own all the time. Yeah, that's like, well, everyone in Gays Against Rumors, like they're like our job because there's a I think there's a couple people that are teachers, but they're like even if they're like our job is not to teach these kids about what what they are like that's between the parents and them, not anyone else. Yeah, like I think that is fine if a teacher has like a little pride flag on their desk in the same way that I think it's fine if a teacher has a little cross on their desk. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I am not going to be like, a teacher should not be like standing up and being like, I am, here's why, here's why gay people are like magical or whatever. Yeah. The ones that get me, so with like the pride flag, it's like a mm -hmm. slippery slope because then they'll be like, well, here's my, this, flag here's my that flag here's my black lives matters flag but no you u.s flag yeah the black lives matter flag i don't agree with because the black lives matter flag is a representation of a like a political it's like a political thing yeah i'm like, like i don't want a trump flag in yeah just like mm -hmm. like i think the black lives matter flag is a political thing i think I'm sorry, I'm trying to come up with examples for things today, and I'm really struggling on coming up with examples for, like, every single point I'm bringing up, so I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, no, it's just like, it's where you draw that fine line between mm-hmm. too much. And then, like, I think maybe a little flag would be okay. Like, I don't agree with it, but like, okay. But then they're going to be like, well, a little one's fine. Then why can't we put a big one in and like fill a whole wall? And it's like, well, then there's more questions. And then the, that's where the conversation sparks. And mm-hmm. then all these kids are like, well, why do you have this? What does this mean? Because that's just what kids do. They ask a million questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a slippery slope. Like, at, like mm-hmm. on the surface level, if there wasn't on the surface level with the assumption that everyone would treat everyone fairly, I'm like, I'm pro it. Like being able to have the flag in your room. But obviously it's it can be a slippery slope and people will take advantage of a system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move the actual target thing to the end because okay. I feel like we set ourselves up with a good transition into the um part four instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of talk about what the real issue with Pride Month is. And then we'll end this we'll end this with a little bit of and Callista shenanigans. <laughs> okay, the real issue with the Pride Month, with Pride Month slash the LGBTQ community. So, well, first, let's talk about like why the LGBTQ plus community is so toxic. Because even people in the community are, are expressing how toxic that they've gotten. Uh, first of all, mm-hmm. they have one of the first. Also, Callista, I made this list and just added three, but feel free to add whatever you want to the list. Um, first okay. of all, their intolerant behavior. Um, I would say that they, we, they, we are the part. For some reason, we are the party of like intolerance and like uh-huh. racist white old men. Yet they're the party who like attacks anyone who doesn't believe exactly what they believe. Exactly. Yeah. Like okay, Christians, and this kind of comes into my second point with this but like christians are constantly attacked by the lgbtq community being homophobic when literally mm-hmm. it said in the bible that men are not supposed to lie with men women are not supposed to lie with women mm-hmm. i don't know the exact verse yeah i don't remember it off the top of okay. my head do you know what jbq is no okay so i don't know if this my older brother did it, and then I know some people who did it in like in my grade who did it, and it was called Junior Bible Quiz. And it's like learning Bible verses and facts from the Bible and getting quiz on it. It's like um it's like a competition thing, and you would like do it and you would earn medals and stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Like all these, and so then like half my friends like just know Bible verses off the top of their head from doing that. I am horrendous at knowing Bible <laughs> verses. John 3 16. That's the only one I probably can do off the top of my head. And I'm just really bad. I'm honestly just really bad at remembering Bible verses, but I swear I do actually read the Bible. Yeah. Um, but they have like this intolerant behavior and like we're homophobic, even though it says in the Bible that like men do not lie with men, like we're just going off our religion and like they don't under the con- understand the concept of religious freedom and like the idea that like we can dislike 
what someone is doing, but still mm-hmm. respect the person. Exactly. And it's not just a Christian community that they're attacking. It's like literally any political or in even like influencer or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I think of Chris Pratt, who is now framed as like, I mean, a, I can't say a devil incarnate because a lot of them are devil worshippers. Um, <laughs> I can't. It's uh, it's like Chris Pratt, who's like been labeled as this like evil person because he goes to Hillsong. Oh, God. and he's like, and now everyone hates him because he goes to Hillsong. Is like donated to Hillsong. Oh, they will find oh, one thing and target you. You could say one comment, and they'll be like, "Well." This person is absolutely horrible because they said this. And it could be something completely like taken out of proportions, but they'll just decide that you're homophobic. Mm-hmm. And they also like decided they've like taken up the mantle of like race and like race and like religious freedom when it applies to things that they care about. Like for some reason, they're like, we love guys, we love the Muslims. So much. Mm-hmm. Even though in the Quran it says that Muslims should be murdered and Muslim people and well, both Christians and um, homosexuals are like killed in the thousands in the Middle East. Exactly. Where they're like, guys, we love them. The the ones that are forced to cover their hair and their ankles and everything because and their in faces except for their eyes, they are they are the they are the embodiment of woman empowerment. Yeah, like they say, we're the ones that do all this stuff. And it's like, well, have you actually looked into the history of the people you support? Mm-hmm. The Muslims. Have you actually looked into what they believe? Or you just are, it's almost like they don't want to be like, oh, yeah, like Christians are maybe right. So they just have to pick something to be like, well, we, we support them. Mm-hmm. So they have to pick something that's not Christianity to support. And they choose something that they clearly don't know any history about or anything about. And like our second point is they're hypocrites about it too. Because they were like, they're like, you can't use this because it's offensive. You can't use this because it's offensive. But like, think about how many drag queens like use Christian and Catholic symbolism. Mm-hmm. and. St- and then, like, use it in, like, perverse and sexual ways and, like, are, like, well, fine, because it's Christians. Yeah. hmm Which like is, the like, one, yeah, like, because um, the Dodgers just took back, so they sided with, like, the, because they're having the drag queen prodigy sons or something, or prodigy daughters. Um come to their pride night and they took it they like canceled it but then there was so much backlash because they were like well you're homophobic you're this 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 and so they ended up bringing them back and basically now they're siding with this other group that's literally sexualizing catholicism because i get all of the catholic symbols and it's like that's not what no (laughs) i mean if you want to hear a more in-depth conversation about this and you haven't make sure you listen to the second episode of our podcast hollywood hates christians 
which I totally forgot existed until like this moment. <laughs> I um, forgot that that one existed. And then thirdly, cancel culture. So like the originators, cancel culture. Um, Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars a couple of years ago. And he ended up getting replaced by Jimmy Kimmel, who hosts the Oscars like three years in a row. And now like nobody watches the Oscars anymore. And you got uh-huh. I believe homophobic comments, which like it's Kevin Hart. What do you expect? Exactly. Or last year with Dave Chappelle. Do you remember this thing with Dave Chappelle? Yes. Okay. So if anyone if anyone doesn't know, last year, I believe it was last year or two years ago, Dave Chappelle released his comedy special. And it was like the highest grossing com- comedy special that Netflix has ever seen. It made them so <laughs> much money. And in it, he taught he has a story about his friend who is transgender who killed themselves or who killed themselves. And he has like he's a comedian, so he does like he does tell a couple jokes surrounding it, but then he stops and has like a really emotional moment where he like talks about how he's like in support of it and stuff. And he's like obvious and then he was like obviously it was really sad. And then he did make like a couple jokes. And then Hannah Gatsby, who is this, I do not think she's funny, who's who's another comedian, who she's a pretty big comedian, but like nowhere near, not bringing in anywhere near the amount of money that Dave Chappelle is, was like, Uh Dave Chappelle stays on this platform, I'm gonna leave. And Netflix was like, okay, bye. Exactly. And I feel like, that's like an example of like Netflix is very much like guys were allies. We love, we love, we love the gays. But if you mm-hmm. do make money, we are going to simply close our eyes. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. it comes down to money for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people get so bent out of shape over that. But like, what do you expect? It's Netflix. Exactly. Like, any of these big corporations, like, all they want is money. They don't care about values. The reason we're rainbowfying everything right now is because it brings in money. Exactly. It's not rainbowfied 11 months out of the year. Although now it's, like, nine months out of the year we're rainbowfied. And there's, like, three months during Christmas where we can kind of get away with stuff. They're going to somehow come out with a Pride Christmas collection this year. No. I don't want it, but it will will appear. All right. Costa, can you think of any other reasons that we haven't covered already that the LGBTQ community is so toxic? No, I think we got them. Shall we get on to some colleagues and shenanigans? We shall. Target has their annual Pride Collection out. It's my favorite part of the year. Okay. Favorite part of the year is when Target launches their Black Lives Matter collection. <laughs> I because they're they're Target's before we get on this. So Target every year does their Pride collection and then they do their Black History Month collection and then they do do they do a Women's History Month collection? I don't think so. Which is weird. Okay. Yeah, I really don't think they do. I think they should. If anything, launch a Women's History Month collection. I'm sure it'd be a great collection. Right before, so 2019, entering into 2020. Um, After Christmas, um, I was in Florida 
with my dance team because we were performing at the Outback Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of the which is the College Bowl. And yeah. we were in a hotel, the hotel we were in, we were in with like 600 other dancers and the hotel, we were like two hotels, like 600 dancers. And my team, a bunch of the people on my team wanted to go to Target and we could take the shuttle over to Target. And my, <laughs> my coach, Olivia, one of my coaches was like very tired she's like guys we're our curfews like 10 minutes from now we could not grab a target and we're like please can we go to target we promise we'll be in and out real quick we just want to get ice cream and she's like okay and so she was like no shenanigans we're going to target so we were driving to the shuttle and i just turned to everybody i said the moment that the shuttle door opens we are all going to take off running in different directions and she's like and they're like absolutely not she's and my coach is like absolutely not and everyone's like yes and so the moment the shuttle doors open i go scatter and we all taking off running in different directions <laughs> and so then we finally get into the store and it's december and they already have their it's like three days after christmas and they already had their black lives matter collection out <laughs> And so I go off in a different direction because I need like hair bands or something. And then I come back and my coach is like standing there, like looking very uncomfortable. And two of my friends are on the floor dying laughing. And they're like, Allison, we found a shirt for you. And Olivia's like, you cannot show her that shirt. It is so offensive for you to be showing her that shirt. This is offensive. And they pulled the shirt and it's the shirt that said, I am Black History Month. I start dying laughing. (laughs) Rolling on the ground like screaming laughing my coach is like i don't know what's been created and she's like allison you are the problem here and i said i am proud to be the problem yeah that's my point i always love the absolute chaos that comes with um uh targets <laughs> pride month and black history month collections calissa do you want to explain to me explain i guess explain to me as well explain to the wonderful audience um some of the uh controversy that has gone down with targets pride month collection this year yeah so lots of their stuff was targeted towards little kids like they have newborn onesies no there's a full kid section now yeah like a full kid section not "Mm, here's a hair bow no they have clothes they have skirts I don't know why I said clothes and skirts, but you know, you know they have clothes. <laughs> I shirts. I went with like I was going with shirts and skirts, and my head said clothes and skirts, but you know, and like, so they're really targeting the kids with these mm-hmm. this line, and then what else? Well, there's some tuck friendly swimsuits. Okay. Here's my issue with the tech family swimsuits. Um, as they like to explain in the okay, this is not to get a little graphic. As they like to explain, as like they like to call us people with vaginas. Uh-huh. <laughs> the amount of fabric in front of a normal swimsuit for any girl is too small. And so these exactly. tuck swimsuits are actually the amount of fabric that should be for a person with a vagina. And and so, like, the fact, and it's also, I feel like, a little bit too less fabric for someone who is not a person with a vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, 
these are not tuck friendly swimsuits. These are just the amount of fabric that you should be putting on a regular swimsuit for a regular human girl. Exactly. So they moved the collection um, out in some locations, either completely removed it or like shrunk it down, or they moved it from the front of the store to the back of the store. And there was some uproar mm -hmm. um, from the LGBT community. There were multiple targets in Utah, Ohio, and Pennsylvania who had to evacuate their stores because of bomb threats over this. And they say, we're the intolerant party. Mm -hmm. We just kindly asked them to move it. Yeah. Like, let's or, maybe like remove the baby things. Mm -hmm. But like they on, decided they were going to blow up the place. So their statement says, for more than a decade, Target has offered an assortment of products aimed at celebrating Pride Month. Since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Given these viol... volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most. Nope, three, two, one. Significant. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Significant confrontational behavior. Our focus now is on moving forward with our. Continuing commitment to the LGBTQIA plus community and standing with them as we celebrate Pride Month and throughout the year. I'll throw that throughout the year in there. Talista. Yeah. <laughs> I want at some point this week each of us to separately go on the Instagram and do a little a little tour of our local Target's Pride collection. Okay. Um the Link to the pride, the link to the pride stuff on Target's website like broke my computer. <laughs> but let's let's go through some of the things. Um, we gave a, this a little look last night, and Closet was quite disappointed in me because I did find like five things I definitely would wear. Mm -hmm. For one, when did jellyfish become gay? Because they have this adorable jellyfish swimsuit. And why did when when and why did jellyfish become gay? Because now I want to buy the swimsuit because it's cute, but people are gonna walk. Am I gonna walk around people people coming up to me and being like, hey, happy Pride Month? Yeah. That's my question. Can someone I explain? Wonder. Can someone turn on a fan for Calista? Are you yeah. good? Um, it's hot in here, but it's fine. I, so I really need this explained to me. Are jellyfish gay? Hold on a second.
Have you found a jellyfish? I'm doing. Waiting for my anime game. So apparently a jellyfish display homosexual behavior. And there's a dance night called The Jellyfish, which is a queer dance party created and produced by a trio of DJs. Got it. It's a cute swimsuit. Why does it have to be gay? <laughs> I'm so mad about this. I just want the swimsuit. And you might find some of this collection cute. Some of it's very, 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 very ugly. No, some of it's very, very ugly. Um, the first one that comes up is the the the, the like jumpsuit with the yeah yellow, the neon green jumpsuit with the yellow gay on the back. Also, the little girl dress—they have like a little like JoJo Siwa little girl dress with like a little heart, a little gay uh -huh. heart. You can't just slap a rainbow pin on something and call it gay, like pride. Exactly. If this dress did not have the pink pin on it, the the little the rainbow pin on it, it would be an adorable little dress. It would. My favorite thing, and something I am truly considering marrying, marrying, sorry, Pride Month, uh, someone I'm truly considering mailing to Callista is the like gingerbread houses, but it's a Pride float. I will literally take it. And throw it in the garbage. I thought you were gonna say shoot it. Well, that 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 would be fun. Maybe I'll just make it and then like leave it on my mom's doorstep. No, uh, no, take. Now you got me thinking about taking it and shooting it. Be like, hey, grandma, and grandpa, I'm coming out shoot today. <laughs> I'm a little confused by this baby shirt that says it takes all kinds, and then it has like really weird hmm. pictures of animals hmm. there's like a cat holding well i think it's a cat holding a tulip in a weird yeah. way did you see the pride flags mix for layer cakes and you can do transgender bisexual lesbian or straight up just plain rainbow there's a card that you can get that says i'm so happy that you're queer why are they sold out of the shirt <laughs> That many people bought it for their child <laughs> in Spokane. The BN Proud one that has like the rainbow letters is sold out in 12 months and newborn at the Spokane location. Okay, this green hoodie that says queer all year and it has like all the cute little illustrations uh -huh. on it kind of cute and for 28 dollars because some of some of target's hoodies are really expensive yeah like if i really really needed a hoodie and i had only like 29 dollars, i would buy that hoodie and then a diet coke <laughs> oh in case you wanted your dog to celebrate pride month there's a collapsible dog bowl they have a whole dog collection. They have a dog collection? I even look at that. This dress is kind of cute. I'm concerned that you think these things are cute. 
I'm sending you the pic. I'm sending this picture to you in the chat. That dress is cute. That dress is so ugly. <laughs> that dress is cute. No, that design is so terrible. Okay, if it was like black and white, like checkered black and white, it'd be adorable. Maybe, but still, no. Oh, this this top is cute too. Look at the top. This top is cute. You want a pride yeah. fan? Like a fan, or is in like 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 a like a like a like a hand fan, like church fan, like a hand fan. They have a pride. Oh. There's toddler rainbow leggings. Oh, these leggings are actually cute. Yeah, but then also just the thought of them being the pride collection. Because like kids should be in rainbows. Kids love rainbows, and the idea that pride is ruined that makes me so mad. Exactly. They have a skirt in that one shirt you liked. I saw that. The skirt is not cute. Okay, Target really calling calling me out because they put they automatically put the size for the shirt. It's gonna order as a double XL. <laughs> I'm offended. They said. Mm. That halter top, okay, y'all. The chevron rainbow halter top is so cute, and I'm going to fight someone on that. It's very cute. It doesn't look gay, either. If you if that <laughs> in the price, I'm telling you, if that was anywhere else in Target, I would, I would think it was just as cute. That's the issue. Like, some of the things that's like, mm, okay. But then, because it's part of the pride line or you know you'll find it in the pride section you're like mm. they keep recommending red white and royal blue y'all let uh -huh. me tell you something instead of red white and royal blue read the royal we it is much better it has a second book um and it's giving very it's it's very it's very good it's very good and um jordan and i reviewed it on the podcast in an episode that's not actually out because I've never edited it and it's been sitting in my downloads folder since November. But if everyone <laughs> reads, I just say the red, white, and royal blue gets talked about so much, but the royal we is ten times better and not gay. So, okay, it's a good alternative and it's very good. What I love is that most gay people hate the Pride Collection too. Mm hmm. Except for this cute chevron knitted halter top. This is so cute. I'd get this and wear this to the beach tomorrow if it wasn't like 30 degrees there. <laughs> Calista, do you have any, any concluding thoughts for the main topic of this week other than that you're melting? I was going to have completely different styles. <laughs> That's all. The halter top is cute. It's not ugly. Disagree, is, but okay. It is not by a long shot the worst thing that's on that collection. No, it is not the worst thing, but it's not cute either. Also, if you saw that anywhere else in the wild, your first thought would not be that as part of the Pride collection. Other than 
the whole pride movement has ruined anything rainbow for me. <laughs> it doesn't look super rainbow either. Just anything that color. I also don't like multiple colored things. That's true. I need to buy this top. Keep it in storage for like two months and then I can start wearing it. Just so you can wear it around me? No. So I can... Two months from now is August. Two months from now, I fly down. August, we will be in. No, no, no. Because yeah. then by then, people will have, like, forgotten about it. And they'll be like, oh, that was... See, if I bought it and then wore it tomorrow, they'd be like, that's part of the Pride collection. But if I bought it and wore it, like, two months from now, people would be like, dang, that's a cute knitted halter top. Okay. Okay. Pop culture news of this week. This is the first one I actually think Calista will actually be interested in. Okay. Disney's The Little Mermaid opened this week. So the new Little Mermaid was released in theaters um, this last weekend, and it's getting less than stellar reviews. Most of the critics are claiming that it's not that bad, which is always a bad sign when you're re reviewing a movie, and the first thing that you say is it's not that bad. Um, while the majority of the internet has opinions on the changes that were made to the characters, specifically Ariel being changed to black. So there's a significant trend recently with a lot of CEOs blackwashing beloved characters and even historical figures. So Disney's kind of the biggest culprit of this with Ariel in The Little Mermaid, which they changed to black and then her hair is not even red anymore. It's orange. Exactly. Um, and then in the new Peter Pan and Wendy, both Peter Pan is, I don't know what race Peter Pan is in it, but he's not white. Um, Peter Pan. And then um, Tinkerbell is now black as in it as well. And then I'm trying to think of, so this isn't Disney. I'm pretty sure one of them was Mexican. Yes, Peter Pan's the one that's Mexican. Yeah, and I was like, somebody was Mexican because they really had to hit all the races in that movie. Mm -hmm. Which makes no sense because he's from like, like he's from Peter Pan is from a rich family in like World War One London. That's like um, Ariel is based yeah, off of a Norwegian, Norwegian. folk tale. Mm -hmm. Like the Norwegian Nor people are white, very if white. If you're gonna make her black, at least make her hair red. <laughs> also, also, it's not like or Ariel make a new movie instead yeah, of recreating. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we're, it's not like we're recreating a Norwegian folktale and then just happen to change it because it was a folktale and it didn't really matter. They're recreating a beloved movie where the character distinctly had pale skin and red hair. Exactly. Or yeah, with the like, snow. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Obviously not against having a black princess, but like when they change the movies that already exist because they need, they know that they were successful, so they try taking them to make another successful movie, but realize it doesn't work. Like, or, mm -hmm. or, or, do not um. 
I just completely thought it. I lost my train of thought, Calista. Um, the new live actions. The new live action Snow White that's coming out has the same actress who plays Maria in West in West Side Story. <laughs> you know the race of Maria in West Side Story, Calista? No. Puerto Rican. <laughs> that doesn't add up to Snow White. Okay, so if you're going to make live action, which all of the live actions other than the first Cinderella one have been pretty terrible. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was good. Beauty and Beast was good. And the Jungle Book was good. Yeah. But mm -hmm. a lot of them have not have been not great. And the ones that haven't been great yeah, are the ones that they change the actors or change the characters in because, well, they just decide to change them to be more inclusive. I can hear arguments for Aladdin, and I do think that Will Smith did do a good job as Genie. Mm -hmm. But I agree with that. Um, I think so. There is examples of non not blackwashing. So this is blackwashing, like the new Cleopatra documentary that is coming out. The actress who plays Cleopatra is black. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Anyways, what is not black? So, like, I listed some examples of things that are not blackwashing. Nick Fury. So, Calista, I don't know if you know this. Um, so, um. Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury in the mm -hmm. movies. In the comics, before the movies came out, Nick Fury was white. But uh -huh. when they were casting, they were like the person who perfectly fits the personality of the actual character of Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. And he plays the perfect actor for it. And now uh -huh. like, you can't imagine Nick Fury and not related to Samuel L. Jackson. That was something. Uh -huh. Where the race of the character was not dependent on it. And like that's exactly. what, so Nick Fury, that's a great example. The 1990 Cinderella, the remake with new music, it tells a it tells a similar story, but the entire cast is black. That is not blackwashing, mm -hmm. that is a reimagining. Same exactly. with the Oz. So the Oz is like the black version of the Wizard of Oz. The music has changed. The story is told differently. It has like a new, it has a different vibe to it in its entirety. Exactly. The Oz. That is not black one. Um, Princess and the Frog. Anyone who read Princess and the Frog when they were younger never once thought, hmm, Princess and the Frog is um, black and lives in New Orleans. But the way they told Princess and the Frog, that is not blackwashing. When you say Snow White is now played by a girl who, in the same year that she made that movie, also made a movie where she played a Puerto Rican character. Uh-huh. No, absolutely not. And I would say the exact same thing. If, um, I'd say the exact same thing if the new Princess and the Frog was played by someone who was Asian. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. uh, so, Because, like, these people are like, well... If we changed a white character, you would say these things. It's like, well, if you change, yeah, or like, no. If we, black character, you if we change a black character to a white character, then you'll be like all for it. And it's like, no, if the storyline depends on the character being a certain race, we're not changing it. Like, we wouldn't, we, wouldn't, we would feel the same way. 
also okay okay here's my thing here's my thing if we're gonna scream cultural appropriation why in little mermaid is sebastian jamaican if it's in the norwegian seas exactly there you go there you go and then yeah. why did they not take why did they not take songs from the musical why did we get this stupid aquafina rap when we could have gotten she's in love with flounder why Someone explain that to me because that song is so cute and I just wanted to hear it in live action. And the also, fact that you got to replace it with a rap makes me so mad. They also changed the lyrics in Kiss the Girl. Kiss the Girl because, and I'm like, yeah, okay, but also is a little child gonna notice that? Never once as an adult and never once as a child did I think, hmm, did she ask her consent before kissing her? Exactly. <laughs> no, but, like no six-year-old can be sitting on the couch being like rape. That's rape. Yeah, it's like when adults do these things, they like notice different things, but the child is really not <laughs> noticing mm-hmm. unless you point it out. Yeah. Um. I don't think I would have noticed if I'd watched the movie. Hmm. We gotta let Callista like not die of heat exposure, so we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Don't Want to Talk About Politics. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at idwtap underscore podcast. Also check out our personal Instagrams, which are at ally.joy173. And CallistaJ776. Uh, send us an email, voice message, or check out for references, which, as always, are linked below in the description. Costa, what are we talking about next week? Next week is going to be a very special episode. We'll be having our first guest, and while she may be pint-sized, she definitely has some strong opinions that may or may not end up getting us canceled. It's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. We this episode has both felt like it's been an eternity away and came up so fast. Exactly. I am truly so excited. Yeah, I am so excited. I am so excited, and it's definitely an episode we do not want to miss. Uh, once again, happy Pride Month, everybody. I guess. I I guess I would say my thing. I have to. As we're told hate the sin not the person so hate pride month but you know still love the people yeah yeah anyways um have a wonderful weekend everyone and we will see you next week